Hello, this is Alan. Uh, this upcoming talk is with Daniel Ock, yeah, who called me as I was stirring my tea and asked me to go on the show while the show was already underway. So um, it might sound a little bit haphazard, but uh, it was spontaneous, and at least we didn't go into spontaneous combustion. So here it goes. Hey, let's go to our newsmaker line and see what we got on there. Hello, you only had radio program. Uh, yes, this is uh, Alan Watt. Alan Watt uh, from uh, Canada, I say. That's that's the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, thanks for coming on at a pinch, Alan. Uh, uh, it was so good to talk to you last time, and um, I think you were the one uh, interesting uh, guest that said uh, there was uh, some interference from the NSA when you called. That's right, that's right. Yeah, it was the oddest thing because uh, I think it was during a break, uh, suddenly I was cut off, I phoned back, and, and it was an NSA, I was like a receptionist, and she asked me what department I wanted. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And so, well, that, that's almost uh, proof positive that there are people who are actually uh, trying to in- run interference with these shows. I've had a number of guests, Alan, that said that uh, that whenever they call a show like this, either they have a beep or they have a... Uh, a, a disconnect or a bad signal or something, but if they, mm-hmm. they call right back somewhere else, like a friend or a local place, then there's there's no problem. Yes, uh, this is I, I've had that over the years on different shows, uh, and at the, the beginning it was bad because it was like a it was like an electronic typewriter in the middle of your conversation, and it would just come burst off this sort of typewriter effect. And uh, what I found when you're being bugged. Uh, on at night, especially if you're if you're talking to a lot of people, um, they, put, they put the younger staff on at night to do the night shift for eavesdropping, and they get bored unless you're talking about the occult. Uh, they'll listen quietly for ages, but if you, if you change the topics onto politics, they get bored and they start giving you all these noises. <laughs> really? So you you could actually tell uh, the age group of the people who were listening in, and they give the the night shift to the young guys. Well, Alan, I'll tell you what, in your research, have you come up with any new information since the last time you were on the program? What what we got going on out there right now? Oh, we're on a massive roll, every way, culture-wise, global-wise, um, towards this whole brand-new system they've planned for so long. Um, it isn't just what's happening out there uh, by the big global elite as they go towards this democratization and standardization of the whole planet. It's also the culture changes that are happening here now. Um, I, I noticed, for instance, that now they've come up with this new cell phone where you attach it to your ear, and people are walking around like the Borg used to do in the Star Trek episodes. They're adapting to that step so quickly. And, of course, we know that the chip is next. And I, I am pretty sure that many people will actually go for that the way it will be marketed to them. So there's a lot of cultural changes happening at the same time. Uh, I also noticed, interestingly enough, that one month before the 9-11 episode, there was a world meeting of uh, censorship organizations that deal with broadcasting and uh, a global meeting one month prior to it. And they said at the time they would go the next step of pushing uh, the envelope towards more sexuality on television, uh, homosexuality in TV shows and comedies. And uh, that that met just at the beginning of September. 
Well, they did the same again this year, and sure enough, they've pushed it to the next limit. We're starting to see the beginning of, of the next part of the degeneration that they're showing us. So there's a lot going on that people don't notice so much, but it's to alter the culture into the next phase of changes. And uh, do you think some of those changes are coming right through the television set? Is it possible that they could uh, mesmerize or, or plant secret messages in through uh, a regular television series? But and, and if so, it, would it be every show or would it be just commercials? How would it do it there, Alex? Well, I do know that, that, that um, years ago in Britain, uh, the government itself, I mean, nothing is given to the general public that might make the general public get out of hand, you might say. So whatever technology is given to the public is authorized uh, for control purposes. But it was interesting that the old television that, that was in Europe uh, ran on flickering lines, um, which you didn't see consciously. But uh, people who were prone to epilepsy would have convulsions with them. Uh, lots of scientists uh, made their living at the alteration of the frequencies of these lines for subliminal purposes. And one of the first people who, were, who was caught using subliminals in Europe for their advertising campaigns and politics was Margaret Thatcher. And uh, even the BBC had to admit that they inserted uh, certain subliminals, uh, uh, the people who had VCRs in those days could play back slowly and actually see them. So we do get bombarded with subliminals uh, all the time. Yeah, this isn't new. And now that they've gone digital, uh, it's even more insidious because uh, digitalization is a much more complicated process. It can be made to speed up or slow down certain brain patterns. I mean, our brains match the pattern that we're not consciously seeing and the frequency that the flicker is, uh, but our brains will actually match it so they can do a lot with digitalization. Well, uh, I'll you what, so you're saying that they can put some kind of electronic writer onto the signal. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, well, I want, uh, you know, we've got the, the recent uh, uh, building that was hit by a small plane, I would suspect that that plane in New York, when it hit, it, that building should have collapsed just like Building 7 in New York, but it, they just put the fire out like nothing was, there was no problem. How could we have a plane hit a building the same size as Building 7? No plane hit Building 7, Building 7 still collapsed. Yes, I know. Well, it, it's come out openly, it's in the records that they actually did um, take down the building uh, deliberately, uh, Building 7, I believe it was. It was ready for demolishment anyway, and they were very quick in pl uh, planting the charges. I, do, I, I think the whole thing was planned, I've no doubt about it. Uh, it it's the, there's an old saying that if there wasn't a devil, you'd have to invent one. Well, with the CFR and the globalists who needed uh, this plan, especially the group for the new American century uh, that had planned this, this start, this kickoff to their new era, uh, for 2001, they couldn't have done without it. They had to have something happen, and voila, it did. Uh, that's all the proof I need. You know? yeah. So when, when, something needs, when something needs to happen, it just does, doesn't it? It's amazing how everything happens in the global agenda, even though it goes against the law of averages, nothing ever goes against their favor. It's all for their agenda. Yeah. And, uh, Alan, how do you think that the uh, average uh, people could band together to reverse some of these, uh, uh, these uh, happenings? 
you know, the, the manipulation of the people or the, the blind, uh, the, the blindfolding of the people? How can we get loose from the garden of the walled garden of uh, information and get out there and make a change? It literally, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, we are run by secrecy, uh, and I mean right down to the bottom level. Uh, secrecy in such a way that we take it for granted, because Uncle So-and-So's and the Freemasons or Auntie Jean's and the, uh, the Eastern Star, but you'll find that we give our authority uh, for people to rule over us from school boards to local councils right up to federal level. We give them permission to, to make laws that affect our lives and our children's lives. And yet we never inquire because it's so common, these organizations, we've all heard about them and we think they're to do with charity and so on. But once you delve into the real purposes of them and the fact that they swear allegiance to their society, they follow orders and they must they cannot question orders. Uh, we're giving power to these people to rule us. We must demand to know what allegiances they have and what they've sworn allegiances to. We must bring it out into the open for the first time. This has never been done before. And so, so are you an optimist in that, uh, thinking that uh, we can get that done? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we, we, can de we can demand to know uh, their backgrounds, right down, as we say, to your school board, because in these organizations, you swear to obey uh, an order by a superior and you withhold all your moral judgment and put it to the side. You must obey immediately. And we wonder why these, these uh, UN agendas, this globalization UN agenda, comes right down to your local level. Well, it's because all these people are the ones in power. They all belong to these organizations. Yeah. All right, so since you are the optimist there. Hey, uh, I heard, and I'm sure you're aware of this, that Microsoft is building a super giant uh, server out there, maybe in the Redmond area, where they plan to hold the world data so that uh, data no longer has to be stored on a home PC. Uh, do you think it's, uh, is that some sort of step in some uh, uh, Orwellian future where one organization is going to hold all the world information? Yes, IBM even put forward a proposal um, about a year ago for this exact same thing, uh, a, a, a data system, a global data system for everyone's identification and authorization to come through. Uh, this is a push from all the big boys, who are all really one anyway at the top of the pyramid. I don't really believe there are separate, independent, international uh, uh, um, uh, businesses of any kind, I think they're all really one at the top. And in fact, these CEOs simply pass around from one big group to the next. If there was competition, you couldn't afford to let them go with all their secrets. Uh, somebody sent me a uh, link saying that there's some uh, weirdness to the idea of the V, of the V chip, Verizon, Barrett chip, uh, Bonnie. Uh, is there anything to that? Is that just uh, people have to like the letter? Um, well, to do with it, with the, the, the digital angel and so on, Verachip, because again, this is a must be. It's been talked about and discussed for many years with think tanks at the top. Uh, Hollywood's put so much of it into their movies over the years, and not because they have a great imagination, it's because they have relatives who work in the think tanks and they know what the agenda is in the futurist societies. Um, uh, so so this ch these chips are a must-be again, it's what we call a must-be for the agenda, and therefore I'm pretty certain the CIA, MI6, and all the big boys 
own these companies. I think they're front companies run by the secret services themselves because it's a must-be. They couldn't leave that kind of thing in the hands of private corporations. So, Arthur, would you say that uh, uh, is there any corporation you think is just a front organization for this global elite? I think if we go to Professor Carl Quigley that, that picked Bill Clinton to go to Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar, the historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, he was an official historian, uh, he said in Tragedy and Hope that the new system they were bringing into play would be a new feudal-type system with corporations as the feudal overlords. Uh, so you have public-private uh, combined. Well, we have that already. Um, most of the big politicians have been CEOs of corporations. They come into politics. Uh, they, don't, they, 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 they put our tax money into the building of private businesses, corporations, big, big, gigantic building projects. And then they go back in, the CEOs to the corporations. That, so that new feudal system is already here. The biggest lobbyists are from the corporations that sit always across the street from Parliament or Congress halls. It's all the same thing. Uh, the feudal system is here. And, uh, okay, so uh, what, uh, what about the uh, network news now? Are, are they beginning to lose their grip as far as getting information to people? Uh, and if so, well, I mean, I'm, for many people said that the big three, all they did is for each other's story. But by now, uh, isn't their grip being released? I, I don't think they're losing their grip. Um, uh, like Zygmunt Brzezinski said in his book, uh, Between Two Ages, um, in the grand chessboard, he says basically that the public shortly will be unable to reason for themselves because they've been trained from childhood uh, to repeat what's ever on the news, believing that the news is going to do all the reasoning for them. Well, really, that's already happened. Uh, that's when, why if the news doesn't make a big deal of something, then neither will the public. Meanwhile, the same news media can have us all chatting about Michael Jackson or some trivia forever. Uh, so so people have been conditioned and taught to believe that the media is there to do the reasoning and thinking for them. I don't really think it's losing its grip. When, when do you think that we're going to uh, actually lose control of the Internet, or do you, or do you think it will happen at all? Uh, it's already happening. Um, one of the big uh, behind-the-scenes players is Maurice Strong. And once again, Carl Quigley talked about this type of, of a mover and shaker who can work behind the scenes, who are unelected, who work for the big uh, foundations and the global societies, uh, and they have no, the, the public have no recall on these people or recourse of action to these people because they're not responsible to the public. Well, Maurice Strong has been put around so many global positions. Uh, he was in Beijing, China, working for years there, uh, taken over from, from Nixon when Nixon left, um, setting up the trade deals and so on, but working for the United Nations. And they just, he just got pulled out about six months ago to, to set up a new type of policing, international policing off the Internet. Uh, this is the big censorship committee where they're amalgamating all the security systems of all the servers in all the countries of the world into one system to police the net. So that's already underway. And of course, there has been some signs of that, of uh, China censoring their Internet. And, uh, of course, they just recently censored... Uh, uh, one of our rappers, American rappers, of course, I think all American rappers ought to be censored. I can't believe 
believe that they put something like that on the radio, but uh, so I, mean, I guess there's some censorship is okay, isn't it? Um, I can understand what they're doing. However, uh, if you do censor one particular shade or area, it gives them the right then to, to censor whatever they do pick and, and claim it's, it's bad for, for the public too. Uh, it's, and it's not for, to do with that anyway. See, the internet was was not given to the public for their enjoyment. Uh, the internet was given to the public at the beginning of a process into a new scientifically run society where everything will go through the internet, um, banking, all, all personal information. And sure enough, it, a lot of people are already cashless. Uh, they don't use money at all or cash and they don't mind what's on the internet and it familiarizes us with the idea of the next step which is a smaller unit a portable unit that will go everywhere with you and then the next step again is a brain chip it's, 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 an, it's a process of adaptation training us piece by piece to go to the next step and then the next step now have you seen that uh, just recently in the last couple of weeks where a woman had an arm attached that went directly to her brain um i haven't seen that but I, I do know that DARPA, I mean, DARPA is not in the, the benevolent type business. Now, DARPA is to do with uh, security, or, uh, pretty well an equivalent of NSA. And DARPA had a big publicity stunt a few months ago where they claimed they put a, a chip in a paraplegic's brain and he can uh, access the Internet and send emails. And it was it was 70 percent I think effective in most cases so they're trying to get us used to this idea how they can help people and that's always been their ploy inoculations were brought out with the same kind of thing we can save people we can help people and of course even inoculations had alternative reasons for being put out there Got it. So, yeah, just, just that's how they kind of slip in incrementally, those type of thing. Is there, wasn't there a plane, though, that they also built that goes by the mine? You could make it go left and right. The, oh, yeah, years ago they did that, uh, many years ago, and they even brought out that uh, movie, I think, Blue Thunder. That was the first uh, expose to the public that uh, they could make pilots do this, where even the flickers of their eyes would direct the, the flight of these uh, gunships and the flight and the, the patterns of uh, fire for weaponry. Now, where do you see, uh, where do you see the world in, in the global nuclear conflict with uh, North Korea uh, getting ready to, I guess, test the nuke underground? Uh, are we going to see a, a, a nation theater conflict there or worldwide? What's going on? I don't think so. I think they have to keep the, the hype going that we're so unstable, we have to literally give up every bit of freedom that we have. Uh, it's, it's all fear, fear, fear. I mean, we forget so quickly what we were scared about just recently, uh, because for the last six months they were pushing the bird flu was going to kill us all, and that's been forgotten. Uh, now, it's, it's, so they always keep a, a fear thing going, you see, to keep us stampeded while they make all the changes. Uh, it's standard policy. Okay, and what about, uh, are we going to see any uh, major uh, diseases come across that are, that, that really do exist? Obviously, you think, you're, so you're saying that bird flu is a, is a made-up disease or is it no impact? Is there something else they may unleash on them? They have an arsenal which they could unleash. We don't know when they will. Um, there was a documentary done, and people should check into this, the, the CBC Television Canada, CBC Archives, 
um, and you'll find the documentary on when they went into uh, northern Canada and into Norway to dig up the, 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 the bodies frozen in the tundra from the first Spanish flu, and they did get live viruses from the ones they unearthed in the north of Canada. They did a documentary on this, and uh, and they have the live viruses. Um, people should also check up the archives of the Daily Mail newspaper in England that did a documentary on Porton Downs Warfare Establishment, where the reporter was allowed in to interview the scientists, and uh, they were talking quite freely about race-specific uh, viruses, uh, viruses that could be programmed like a nanotechnology, which could sweep across a country. Uh, uh, they could procreate so many times these viruses and then kill themselves off after a week or ten days. They could literally program them like a, a small computer. Uh, Alan, let's have this in from the past class for you. Uh, have you heard of people uh, being programmed through dental implants or fillings? Uh, dental fillings, did you say? Um, yeah, I, I have heard uh, people who have claimed that. Uh, personally, I've heard people that have told me this. Okay, so that's not out of the ordinary. Just that that could happen. I, I've no doubt uh, they were definitely doing something even back in the 60s. That's when it first came out, uh, this laughable thing. It's always a laughable little funny thing of people actually hearing radio stations um, from their fillings, and when they removed the fillings, it stopped. Well, I wonder if they're putting little transmitters in there I, I'm pretty sure they've been testing this kind of thing on the public uh, indiscriminately, and and um, and we're the last to know, of course. Hey, uh, Alan, got this uh, question in, um, and we just mentioned North Korea, uh, but the writer wants to know: Is North Korea involved in any way? Are they are they the poster child for the New World Order? They a part of it? I mean, that's a pretty big event over there. I think we need to think about it just a little bit more. I I don't think so. I, I think. Uh, I think eventually, um, uh, as they're pointing at North Korea, they're really uh, attacking the borders of Iran and other countries in the Middle East, and they want to divert our attention. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if all the aid was stopped to North Korea, North Korea would collapse inside in itself. We forget that not so long ago there was cannibalization going on there. Um, that's all out of our heads. Now, we only, we only remember what we're told to remember. Uh, so, no, I think it's a man-made distraction. Oh. Is there any sort of uh, anything other that you know of that uh, could uh, deprogram somebody? Is there a way that I felt they've been duped or uh, mind-controlled? Is there any reversal that you know about? It depends on the method that was used, uh, how early it was started. Um, because some of the people who have been deeply programmed uh, are, are almost uh, catatonic in some ways. They sort of go through life showing no emotion, and yet trigger words in certain sequences set them off. Um, it, it, so it depends on the method, technique, and ages of when it started uh, of this sort of indoctrination. Um, many of them were caught in, uh, in adolescence, uh, and saw psychiatrists, and, and we know for a fact many of these psychiatrists have worked um, like the MK Ultra program that worked for the CIA. The psychiatrist Dr. Cameron did his mind experiments with, with lots of the young, the youth and the adolescents, and even children, and uh, they could put implant um, trigger mechanisms in the, the very
gerbil vocabulary and bring it out at certain times and they would activate them to do a certain thing. I think that's what these shootings are. Uh, would, you, uh, would you say that technology existed and was applied to Lee Harvey Oswald? Oh, I've no doubt at all. It's not new, really, not really new technology. Uh, these techniques are pretty ancient, in fact. You, you, you'll find, uh, um, and the big boys have archives. They don't have public libraries. They have, they have the archives where the real information uh, is kept. You'll find that the assassins, um, uh, the Hashashin, which they called them in the Middle East, uh, that Knight Templars basically mated with, they joined up with them, that the assassins put, uh, they adopted orphans, brought them up on the mountain, and then told them it was like heaven. They gave them various kind of drugs, meditations, and then they were trained and educated better than the average person, sent off to be advisors to other princes and sultans, and yet they could work for them for 20, 30 years, and when they were given the directive to kill somebody, they just did it. Uh, so this, this technique has been known for hundreds and hundreds of years, maybe even thousands. Would you say that uh, the, the, any of the knowledge from the ancient Alexandria library still exists? I've no doubt at all it exists. I don't think the, uh, the big boys have never destroyed knowledge because knowledge is power. Uh, they're very good at hiding knowledge from the public. As I say, that's why we get public libraries and they have the archives. And uh, I have it from good sources that certain, only a certain few professors are ever allowed access to real archives. Uh, very few of them, but some of them are. Uh, it seems like if somebody had that information, they might uh, get into a position of power. And by the way, do, do, do Americans really elect their president? Oh, no. I mean... Uh, the front left right thing is just a punch and judy show for it's like a wrestling match for the public uh, this nonsense has gone on for years um, I've watched it growing up all through Britain and Europe and I kept saying well how come there's one agenda because I could read the books written in 1920s and 30s and 40s and 50s by the people involved and I could see their agenda unfolding regardless of what party ever got in power and so I realized then that, the, you know, these parties are irrelevant. They're just frontmen. They are not the government. And uh, what do you think about this uh, Mark Pohl, Representative Mark Foley fiasco in Washington? Is that uh, part of the obfuscation of other events uh, that are in the planning course? I'm sure it is. There's so much trivia to divert us in the, from, from other things we can be looking at or thinking about. Uh, and that's what the media's main job is. Apart from indoctrination, it, it's also to divert us to, to other trivia uh, and trivialarity, basically. How would you see the, the people rise up to, re to form a resistance of sorts? I don't think you can rise up physically to do it because the big boys have, have been making an internal army for many years now under generally the drug war and so on, that's how they kicked it off, the, the high recruitment for police and helicopters and SWAT teams. and So they've been building up towards a retaliation for, and for years. In fact, H.G. Wells, that was a spokesman for this group, and who now is admitted to work for MI6 um, as a propagandist, H.G. Um, Wells said that many people will die fighting the New World Order, never knowing that, that they're fighting to keep a system which wasn't theirs anyway. Uh, the people who own the system are simply updating it to the next phase. So we fight for what's become familiar to us.
never realising it, it wasn't ours to begin with. Yeah, you're saying it was theirs to begin with. That's right. Uh, have you uh, heard the interview with uh, that I had with uh, uh, James Casbolt there on the home the Ed homepage? No, no. Yeah, he was former MI6 agent uh, too, and he had a lot of things to say. And there's a presentation there you might want to take a look at. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, when you talk about MI6 and uh, the CIA and uh, what I what I want to know is, are all these people, all these groups, are they colluding together, or is there a central organization, say like maybe ten or twelve people? How is it they control these organizations if they do? Each organization is compartmentalized. It's a it's a structured system, almost like mini pyramids. And often one hand won't know what the other one's doing. It's only the one at the top that's guiding both. And uh, but yeah, they've been uh, they've been part of this. See, you cannot in this day and age keep different intelligence secret and secret from other agencies. Uh, it's impossible not to be infiltrated by other equally equipped intelligence services. So they amalgamated an awful long time ago. And in fact, in the days of Rudyard Kipling, um, when they when they wrote the poem about uh, handing the torch over, and he read that to the U.S. Senate, uh, we pass the, tor the torch on to you. Uh, that was an official uh, show, a Masonic show, uh, that the United States was amalgamating all of its system with the British high intelligence system to bring in this structurized world order. Really? Well, Alan, uh, Alan, want anything you'd like to say about your website or anything like that? We're about the end of our program. Yes, people can go there, check out all the free downloads on information concerning these topics. It's uh, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, and I'd be glad to hear from people. And by the way, the final question, I think we've answered a bit, but let's go a little bit further. I asked you if uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was programmed. Uh, this is right, I'd like to know, uh, are all mass murderers programmed, such as Manson, Dahmer, Son of Sam, are these all programmed or just an occasional one here or there? I have no doubt about it, but the Son of Sam and the different ones, we know that they belong to esoteric groups. Uh, Manson definitely did as well. Uh, he, he showed all the symbols of uh, these high OTO-type groups, and the OTO was set up by Alistair Crowley, who is now declassified, did work for British MI6. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, in the final minute there, we still have about one more minute left for you, Alan, and I do appreciate you coming on at events like that. It's good to have friends like you bring come on the show. And by the way, you have a lot of information. We'd like to have you back. Would that be all right? That would be fine, yeah. Be, be, uh, be pleased to come back, yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you what, thanks for calling in the show. We'll have you back on again sometime, Alan. It's a pleasure.